0: Welcome collectors. Dr. James Beckett Sports Card Insights here. Got an episode that I haven't heard people talking about as a set or as a product. Uh, but, uh, and I don't have a co-host today. I'm just going to give you my experiences with something that uh, started out not being rare at all and now is, is uh, really pretty tough, especially tough in, in well-centered, great, great condition. So it's 6162 FLIR basketball cards. And in case you're wondering when the reason there's a hyphenated year for hockey and basketball is because the seasons span, span the crossover end of the year. They're, they're uh, late fall and uh, winter and spring sports. And each one of those has greatly expanded their season as the playoffs are much longer than they used to be. But thanks sponsors, Panini, Tops, Upper Deck, Burbeck Sports Cards, Mike Staney Sports Cards, Heritage Auctions, Hugs and Scott Auctions, as well as ComC, Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. So not including the card companies, all the other sponsors would be delighted to stumble on some 61, 62 FLIR basketball cards. It's just, uh, it's a, it's a set that, you know, when I'm doing these podcasts and self-revealing that it, it snuck up on me. And I, I, I didn't miss it in one sense, but in another sense I did. And I'll try to explain my thinking along the way. 1961 was my biggest year in collecting when I was a kid. I was 12 years old and you'll find, and Rich and I batted this around. I mean, it, the 12 year old year of collecting is for, for many the, the apex of their kid collecting journey or story. A lot of times you start at seven or eight years old. Being able to read is helpful. <laughs> and, and then, you know, 12 is the year right before 13, which is, you know, symbolically and literally uh, teenage years, which is, there's a, a little bit of a, of a, of a breakaway there too for many people. Also, 61 tops is the year I decided to put initials on the back of my cards in a ballpoint pen, just so everybody would know that they were JB in case I, I don't know what I was thinking, but not, not smart. Don't do it. So 61, I had a lot of cards, a lot of my buddies collected. It was great, but we moved in the summer of 61 uh, across town, not, not way across town. We moved less than five miles, but it did involve a change of schools. And I had uh, some, some similar friends, but a bunch of new friends too. So this was, I was going from sixth to seventh grade, which in, in this case was, you know, junior high or middle school or whatever it was called in those days so in, fi- in fact, I don't remember a lot of collecting activity at the junior high for '62 tops. I remember seeing the cards. I mean, they're distinctive in the wood grain, but for baseball, didn't really see them that much. And uh, I don't know, just like I said, it was a, it wasn't great school anymore. So, and I, I definitely remember the '61, '62 Fleer basketball. After all, this I was living in West Virginia, I was in Wheeling, and Wheeling was West Virginia was basketball crazy. Jerry West had graduated just a few years before, and he was. He was just, could do no wrong, you know, and, and, you know, was already started off in his, he had great NCAA success and, uh, was just a terrific pro. I mean, he's the logo. So I already did an episode on that. So most of my buddies that I was growing up with and hanging out with were, were good athletes. And I don't remember many of them playing organized Little League baseball or Pony League or whatever it was moving into then. Although we did play a lot of sandlot, you know, kind of choose up games. So we played a lot of baseball. But mostly we played pickup basketball. And I just remember, you know, I was the new kid, a little bit of a late bloomer, kind of short for my... Age at that time, but I love to play. I love to play and I was not a good shooter. And somehow I used that to my advantage because I, I, I was a good defender and a really good passer. And I understood court spacing and knew how to make my uh, teammates look good. So I was a good teammate and uh, frequently on the winning team. Actually, I also knew how to choose good teammates too. So my buddies were two of the, my two best friends were two of the very best guys. So we, 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 we did well. Uh, so I remember Fleer's sets that came out late 50s, early 60s that were baseball, the Ted Williams set, the all time great sets that were the Hall of Famers in, in uh, those, the two years of that. And I do remember the Fleer basketball. My, my sense is they had to come out in late 61 or early 62, probably very late 61 the season one wasn't, wasn't as long then then and i'm not sure the product was very successful fleer was still doing the all-time greats my sense is they did all-time greats again in 62 with just the second series of the of the 61 set and then 63 they did the the 66 card baseball set so they were doing these smaller sets but clearly on the basketball it it, it had to be so unsuccessful in terms of sales that not only did Fleer not continue, but Topps didn't even bother to imitate them. If they, you have to know that if Fleer had been successful in in, in 61, 62 then Topps wouldn't have waited until sixty nine to do the Tall Boys with the, the Lou Alcindor rookie. And and, and just they they were capitalists. They would like to make money, and baseball cards were really hot in those days. Football way less so. Basketball apparently even way less so from, from football. And that was probably true of the sport too. uh, Except in my, in this town where we live, we just, basketball was our main sport in, in, in those grades. And there's an unusual stigma. I don't know that it applies perfectly to today, but it certainly was reasonable back in the day is that the FLIR basketball set was too easy back in the day. (laughs) If you bought one wax box, which I only had one friend that had that kind of money, which would have been, I mean, it just blows me away. That was probably a buck (laughs) 20, But, you know, we're dealing with coins and he had some paper money. So, but it was, it was too easy. If you bought a box, you'd have, you could have basically get two complete sets. And that's kind of a bad thing if you have a collecting mindset and, and you're, you're, you're after the chase. Well, it's, it's, there's no chase. You just spend the money, you get it. And it was not like a factory set, but it just was. As a kid, I was conditioned, and and the neighborhood kids were conditioned that that cards came out over series, and 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 you had to try to complete this series before the next one came out, and they were pretty exhaustive of a bunch of players uh, on every team, and you'd you'd have some players you really already knew, and some you didn't. Well, now along comes sixty one, sixty two Fleer basketball set. There's only forty four guys in the set. I know there's sixty six cards, but the first forty four are the regular cards of the of the players. And the other 22 are repeat uh, in-action poses of uh, pretty much the better players of the first 44, and they're all they're al- they're alphabetized by player name. But then you realize there were only nine teams in the NBA in those days, and one of them was 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 an expansion team. So when you realize that the Celtics were winning all those titles, they didn't have to beat 29 other teams. They didn't have to beat they 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 were beating seven other teams. And eight in the case of, in the 61-62 season. So the Celtics were, were dominant. And I'll mention that, but there were seven Celtics in this set out of the 44 players. So extremely overrepresented. You think, well, that's not fair. Well, wait a minute. All seven of them are basketball Hall of Famers. <laughs> and then another of the four of the 22 in action cards were, were, were Celtics as well. So one sixth of the set is one team. But again, that, that one team was one of the dominant teams of, of of any sport for that uh, dynasty. I remember back in the day when, when the inaction cards, when you got them out of pack, they, 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 they weren't as good. You know, my problem is I actually got them when they came out and didn't appreciate them because they weren't baseball. And so I'm sure I traded them for baseball cards at that time. And any that I still had left over for the next time I came back into the hobby, which was a few years later, you know, I just didn't appreciate, I certainly didn't appreciate the inaction cards and I would have appreciated Wilt. I would have appreciated Jerry West Oscar Robertson, Elgin Baylor. I mean, I followed basketball enough to know that those rookie cards were, were amazing, but rookie cards weren't a thing. Um, now, Walt Bellamy, an underappreciated guy in some sense, was the rookie of the year that year, which points out that how can he be in the set if he hadn't played a game the year before, which was not the custom in those days. So I'm wondering, again, They they, they must have had a group licensing arrangement, and so I'm wondering if Walt Bellamy and Tom Macheri, the, the, was, was the other guy that was a, a ta- kind of a touted rookie, but it, that maybe this set, the season began on October 19th. It's possible that this set was not released until December, let's say, in, at which time, uh, with such a small set, Fleer could put together uh, the art and be able to include uh, two guys that had never played. And uh, again, they're not, they're not, well, just, so it makes me wonder if the set wasn't released a little bit later in the year in order to incorporate Walt Bellamy and Tom Sherry and, and, and all that. So the Celtics were the, were the champs. I mean, if you had to guess who won the NBA title in any of those years, you would just think, well, of course it was the Celtics. But what you wouldn't know unless you were there, and I, I wasn't following it that closely, but just a little bit of research points out the Celtics did not have a cakewalk. I mean, they were, again, the seven Hall of Famers, you know, in the set. In their conference, in the Eastern Conference, whatever it was, the finals there, they beat, beat Wilt in game seven. This is Wilt Chamberlain and his Warriors team by only two points. So that's, that's barely nipping it out in the, in the, in it, it, it in the last. And then in the, when they went to play the Lakers in the, uh, the finals, there's Elgin Baylor and Jerry West. And they again took seven games and won by three points in overtime. So the Celtics won those titles. And what's amazing is that and I know from just playing a lot of sports is that there are a lot of games in in sports that come up to the last quarter, the last minute, the last whatever, and uh, it's amazing how many times the, the the better player wins when it when it gets down to the nitty gritty. So they they really came through. The set did not have good quality control, off centered missed cuts, but not appreciably worse than 61 tops baseball or football. I mean, this was flair. Oh, by the way, there was the tops Hockey. I, I don't remember seeing tops Hockey. We weren't really in a hockey place. So let's see. There are some interesting choices they made for who did not get in the inaction set. Al Adels, they didn't know he was going to go on to be a, a pro. Walt Bellamy, as I said, was a rookie. Bob Boozer, father of Carlos. Carl Braun went on to be an executive. Wayne Embry, same thing. Hal Greer, outstanding Hall of Famer, that shot his free throws with a jump shot. KC and Sam Jones, who were kind of biding their time. When when they got their time, they made the best of it, made the best of it and won a bunch more championships. Hot Rod Hundley, who was a great announcer and was a great college player and a and a good pro, but didn't get it. Bob Slick Leonard, you know, he's uh, uh again coaching fame. Willie Knowles was a great player. I don't know why they didn't pick him. And then Lenny Wilkins again went on to kind of a, a crafty uh, lefty guard that went on to show that he really understood the game to be a great uh, to be a great coach. Lastly, what happened to my 61-62 Fleur basketball set? I traded it along with some other stuff for a 57 tops baseball set. And this was in the 70s. I just I don't know why. I just thought this is a little dinky basketball set. I could easily get another one. And fifty-seven top set is has excellent trading currency because it was a it was again as, as Rich has pointed out and John Clemens and I've got another episode with Jonathan Flemister. You know, people really like the fifty-seven top set, so I thought, well, I'll get another fifty-seven top set instead of having this little tiny sixty-one, sixty two flare basketball set and this other stuff they don't care about. So what did I do with the fifty-seven top set? Well, I just I don't know. <laughs> I don't have it anymore. I didn't, I traded, I, I can think of a bunch of trades now that I made of 57 top sets, you know, after I got this one and I thought, well, and, and I, I never had more than two at one time, but I just, I would get them. And I think, well, I could always get another one because they, the semi-high numbers were never that tough for me to put together. So I could put together a 57 top set. I wound up trading one of the, well, let's see, I, I had it well, I did this in another episode. The 60, I had a 65 tops presentation set, which a so few of you might know what that is. It's, it's basically a hand collated set from like Berger that every card is like a 10. And for, and again, this is in the 70s. I traded for a 57 top set because 65 was so recent. This might have been 75 or 76. And then I, but that's even worse. I traded, I had a 58, you know, 58 hires root beer set or 57, 58, wherever it is with the tabs and I traded it for another 57 top set. Again, again, again. I wasn't accumulating them, but I, I just always wanted to have an extra one. I can't remember what I used, to, what I traded any of these 57 top sets for. I just remember accumulating them. I don't remember really selling them. And again, the joke is my favorite set is 56 tops, not 57 tops. And I just, I guess I always thought that 57 tops would be an appealing set. And it was, But, you know, you fast forward, I've got one set. (laughs) That's it. So I wish I had a bunch of them because they're... They're, they're great cards with a lot of, a lot of, uh, really good stuff. Very clean design. So that's it for 6162 Fleer Basketball. A great iconic set, but so great. Why didn't they, uh, repeat and, and bring it forward? So basketball is now coming on very strong and that's part of the legacy of why. So it's great to have. And again, those four rookie cards were, were, were amazing. So I, I, I want to do over on my trade. So talk to you again. Be safe, be healthy and have fun with collecting the Mammoth!